Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Powered Portal. I'm your host, Rebecca Kiger, master mindset and high performance coach, as well as a financial expert of over 15 years. I've spent my entire adult life studying the difference between successful and unsuccessful people, and I plan on sharing all of the things with you on our journey together. This podcast is called The Soul Powered Portal because it's my desire to share with you exactly how to create a life that is powered by your soul, not by societal standards or what everyone else in your life tells you that you should be doing, but actually powered by your soul. The reason you'd want to do this is because I believe that this is the fastest way to unlock your portal to prosperity. This is the portal that once you enter it, You gain access to the prosperity, abundance, wealth, time freedom, experience freedom, and fulfillment that actually are your birthright. I don't believe that you came here to build someone else's dreams. I believe that you came here to live your soul-powered life and live it to the fullest. And I plan on sharing with you exactly how to do that during our time together. So thank you so much for being here. I know we're going to have so much fun together today. Let's dive in. Hello, Rebel Queen, and welcome back to the podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share something with you quickly. So this episode is with my bestie and world-renowned self-love expert herself, Victoria Kleinsman. Victoria has been so instrumental in helping me to develop the confidence, the love within myself to show up fully for myself, my mission, my husband, my daughter, my family, and the ripple effect that I've had since working with her has been incredible. So if you've been following my work for a while, you would have heard of Victoria uh, in some way, shape, or form. And if you have benefited from my work or any of Victoria's work on social media, her podcast, uh, really any of our work at all, we want to invite you to our event next week on the 13th and the 14th of February. This event is called the Wealth and Self-Love Circle. And yes, the 14th is Valentine's Day. We recognize that. And we also want to invite you to give yourself the gift, the beautiful gift on Valentine's Day of showing fully up for you. If you are a woman in business, you are a woman who wants to start a business, or you simply want to learn how to use self-love to set the foundation for the business and the bank account of your dreams, then this event is for you. We can't wait to see you there. All the link all the links and the information is in the show notes. We also did a live to explain this a little bit more on Instagram to talk about, you know, the who, what, where, when, and why of this event. So if you want to check that out, the link is also in the show notes. We cannot wait to see you there, Queen. I'm so excited for this and I hope to see you soon. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining our bonus session. I know that a lot of you are going to be catching the replay on this, but we have the most amazing guest. Many of you know Victoria <laughs> uh, from, you know, just being my best friend and being in her work in the past. And some of you have come through Victoria's, you know, group and whatnot for this workshop. So you guys probably know who she is already. But Victoria is a body love and confidence coach. She's amazing. She's going to be here with us. This is going to be titled Building Body Confidence with Victoria. And so when I did a poll a few weeks back to see what some of you guys were struggling with, a lot of you had mentioned that you were struggling with confidence and showing up fully in your purpose. So that's why I asked Victoria to be here with us today to share some of her expert advice about how to do that. So she's going to spend some time teaching. And then um, when she's finished teaching, I have some questions from you guys in the group um, to get more clarity around those things if she doesn't cover that in her teaching which she may and then we might have the opportunity depending on our time we might be able to open it up for Q&A with you guys if you have any additional questions so I'm going to turn it over to Victoria welcome and thank you so much for your time thank you soul sister Rebecca for having me and welcome to your tribe what do you call your beautiful queens my soul family that's how I feel like they are (laughs) soul family Welcome to Rebecca's and our soul family, because we're all one, right? And yes, I am, my name is Victoria Kleinsman. I'm a food freedom and body love coach. Tiny, tiny few second intro about me. For those of you that don't know me, I've overcome anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder, and an abusive relationship. And so after having 20 years of hating my body, 
being in disordered eating, eating disorders, I'm now free, full of self-love, full of confidence, and I'm here to share this magic with you. So that's why I'm here. And so I wanted to go into a question first, but I, I'll give a few seconds for those to answer in the group. And depending on if they're watching the replay or whether they're live, I'll go into the answer anyway. But I'm curious to see what the listeners think that confidence is. So if someone were, were to ask you, what is confidence? I'm curious to see if anyone wants to answer that question to start with. I know it's a little bit of a delay, so I'll just give it a few moments and obviously Rebecca can let me know if someone replies. Yes, I'm watching, <laughs> watching in the Facebook group. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so what is confidence? I think that people are still still coming in. I'm seeing new new people being entered, so maybe they're catching up. Yeah, no worries. So I'll go into that question because it was something that I wanted to explore myself when I was going on my body image journey because confidence to me, in my personal and expert opinion, it's a feeling and a choice. Because if we look at confidence, what is that? A feeling and a choice. People often think that they have to become confident enough before they can wear something or do something. For example, I've heard my clients say before, I can't go on a date, I can't attend a party, I can't wear a bathing suit in public because I don't feel confident enough yet. Of course, I fully understand how they feel when they say that because I've been through that myself for many years. But it got me thinking and I, I Googled, what does self-confidence mean? Like what's the definition of that? And this is what God Google says. So self-confidence says is a belief that one is capable of successfully meeting the demands of a task. And so let's focus on body image and body confidence here. What demands do we think we need to meet in order to go on a date? So I'm going to fill in the blank for you because we live in the same society and that's why I've had eating disorders for many years. The demands of being a certain dress size or being a certain body shape, having a quote bikini body, the demands of being prettier than we are, the demands of knowing that we're not going to say something stupid and make ourselves look, look dim, having faith that we're not going to spill the food down ourselves mid-date, which hands up <laughs> if that's happened to you that's happened to me so many times you're trying to eat all elegantly and then it yeah it doesn't work it falls out your mouth it's all awkward but if you think about it in terms of the activities and the word confidence to say we're not confident enough to do that those things doesn't really make sense because if you were to say I'm not confident enough to do a presentation at work that would fit the de definition of confidence if we didn't believe we could present clearly or had the knowledge to share in the first place, which were the demands of the task. But putting on a bikini states no demands. All you need is a bikini and a body. That's all you need to have a quote bikini body. To go on a date, all you need is a time and a place and for you to show up at that location and for you to be fully yourself. Any other story that you're telling yourself is just that. It's a story. And of course, these stories feel so true to us because we've learned this from our upbringing, from societal conditioning. But these stories are keeping you from truly living. And truth is, we don't usually feel confident enough to do something until we've done it anyway. Because on the contrary, we become confident through the act of doing something. That's why Rebecca always shares in her teachings, acting as if, as if you are the wealthy version of you, as if you are the confident version of you. So I won't feel confident in my job, for instance, until I've done the job for a while. When me and Rebecca first started our businesses, we were talking privately, like, I'm really scared to go live. What if I say the wrong thing? And we just did it anyway, because, you know, we've, we've been doing the inner work. We had self-belief. We just did it. We made mistakes. We kept showing up. Now we just show up for these things just with excitement and love, with no fear, 
because we've shown up and we've kept doing that that's how we've gained confidence I won't feel confident in my driving skills until I've spent a few weeks or months behind the wheel think back to when you first pass your driving test for those that drive I don't know about you but I used to have to have no music on no one could talk to me until you get used to the confidence of driving. I mean, yes, there's a habitual part of driving because of course your unconscious mind then does it automatically the more you do it. But there's a confidence part too, the confidence of going onto a motorway without freaking out and staying behind the lorry for like the whole time because you're scared to overtake. But when you overtake that lorry and you didn't die, you start to build that confidence up. So I might not feel that I have a good enough body to wear a bikini or a bathing suit, but until I've worn a bathing suit and not combusted into flames and not died and I'm still alive after the said experience, that starts to build confidence. So if you want to feel confident enough to expose yourself in a way that you haven't done for such a long time, then you'll never, you'll never be able to get there. Because if you keep saying, I wear a bathing suit when I feel confident in my body, well, when is that day ever going to come? Because we know diets don't work. If they do, it's only temporary. And so you may wear the bathing suit, feel quote confident, but that's, if that's conditional confidence, which can, you know, feels good. I've been there, but if you want unconditional body and self-confidence, we need to go deeper. So if you're willing and ready to feel the fear and do it anyway, be unconfident to try something new, and you will see that your confidence is built up over time through exposure and experience. And once, and here comes the really key part that I wanted to share in what I'm sharing now. When you fully accept yourself as you are, flaws and all, all body confidence becomes natural and easy. Have you ever seen a woman who's not society's ideal body size, but she's so confident and accepting of her own body or in her own skin, she just oozes confidence. And that's very attractive and very beautiful. You may have a judgment about her body or her body size, and that's okay because you're human. But if you're anything like me, you may have a judgment about her body, but you're still wishing that you could be as confident as her and be as confident as, as being in the body, whether it's your body or her body, just the confidence she has, the self-assurance she has. There's a difference between a judgment and being completely free and liberated. And so when you know and fully accept yourself exactly as you are, you will experience absolute freedom and liberation. And people can judge you for various reasons and they will. So let's just face the fear here. Let's not bullshit around the fact that, oh no, you don't look quite fat or whatever you try and say to your friends to be nice. I get it why you would say that. It doesn't matter what you think about what they look like. What matters is people are going to judge you anyway. You're going to be too fat, too thin, too tall, too small for any, for different people. And so if you spend your whole life trying to be accepted by everyone number one it's impossible because everyone has different preferences for beauty especially and number two you're going to waste your whole entire life doing so and many of you will have wasted however many years trying to do that and this is this is a message for you to just stop I know it's easier said than done and come back to yourself and then when you're living a free, liberated life for yourself, regardless of the body you're in, you'll also be given other people permission to do the same. It's a win-win because when you accept and love yourself who you are, people can have judgments about you. We won't know most of them because it's just thoughts that they might have. But if they say something negative to you, it won't hurt you anymore. And I know that might sound like so far-fetched for some of you, but if someone judges you negatively, if you fully accept yourself, it doesn't matter anymore. And that's true liberation. And so I'm going to leave you with a quote as I wrap up this share that I wanted to share with you. That's by Charles Cooley. And he says, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I'm who I think you think I am. So I'm going to say that again and just let it to sink in because it took me a few minutes to get my head around this. I'm not who I think I am. 
I'm not who you think I am. I'm who I think you think I am. Going to give you an example for it to really make sense here. So let's say you're lying. This was a pure example for myself. Let's say you're lying on the beach and you want to go in the sea. For myself, I had so much fear around leaving my towel, my safe towel on the beach and getting up horizontally and walking to the sea because I thought that everybody would look at my cellulite legs and think how disgusting, she needs to lose weight, it's gross, she should be covering herself up because I was thinking that about me. And so therefore I would either walk to the sea and just be in so much shame when I did that or I would literally stay there and not enjoy the sea. And so if we choose to live by that quote, I'm not who I think I am, I'm not who you think I am, I'm who I think you think I am. If I pretend, because every story we tell ourselves about our body is all bullshit anyway. If you have a negative story from your conditioning, it's bullshit. If you have a positive story, it's still bullshit, but it makes you feel good because nothing means anything until we make it mean something. And so why not choose a story that makes you feel good? And so if you're on the beach and you want to go to the sea, I started, when I started this work, I would be like, right, okay, I'm going to practice this. I'm going to pretend that nobody gives a shit what my body or legs look like. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to feel into that. What if I genuinely believe that nobody give a shit what my legs look like? I got up and walked to the sea in freedom, in neutrality, it's better than shame. And then you can take it one step further. I choose to believe that the people on the beach think I'm the sexiest thing they've ever seen. I get up and walk to the walk to the sea, feeling confident, feeling validated. Not that we need that, but can you see how you get to choose how you feel? And the funny thing is we attract what we believe about ourselves. And so if we walk to the sea fully either fully believing or to start with pretending that we're sexy AF, people naturally see that because you believe it about yourself. It's like a win-win. And so this is the power of creating your own reality. Yes, we have societal consensus that says fat is bad and thin is good because we're living in dogma. And just to clarify what dogma is, dogma is a belief or a set of beliefs that is accepted by many without being questioned or doubted. We get to doubt those beliefs and we get to create our own set of beliefs and start living in our own goddamn reality, right? As the authentic version of ourselves, which is all based from self-love because all there is is love. Every act in the universe is either an act of love or a cry for love. And so if you are love and I am love and all there is is love at the core, if you just show up as that in the authentic version of you, it changes everything. And so my question to you, and if you're watching the replay or if you're watching now before we go into Q&A, I want to ask you, when you get up every morning and you put on your crown, your queen crown, because I call my queens queens, and I say that for a reason, it's not just a nice thing to say. I used to be in the eating disorder. I used to be a bodybuilder. So my personal trainer would call me champ. And even though it wasn't like a nice thing to hear, he would do that for a reason because if every time he saw me, he's hi champ, goodbye champ, come on champ. He was identifying me as a champion. How powerful is that? Every time someone speaks to you, they're, they're identifying you as a champion. It, it, something happens within you when you hear that. So I call myself a queen, I call my fiance a king, I call my tribe queens. And again, it's not just a nice thing to say, I'm speaking that into existence for you. So how would a queen act? What would a queen think like? How would she behave? And so every morning when you get up and adjust your crown, what are you going to start doing from now on that you've been putting off until you felt confident enough to do it? because it's time to truly start living, because if not now, then when? And I'd love to hear your answers. Like I say, now we're in the replay. What are you gonna do differently going forward? And it's gonna be scary. Come to this group for support. There might be some emotional release and trauma work to do, which is exactly what Rebecca does. And then it truly is, when you've had that missing emotional part and the true trauma release, it truly is acting as if and building that confidence. 
and realizing that, okay, I may be in a large body, I may have something wrong with my physical appearance, but it doesn't matter because you get to create your own reality. It's so powerful. So I wanted to just share that like kind of little story with you to see if it helps anyone as we go into Q&A. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you, Vic, for sharing. And I'd love to just ask um, <clears throat> a couple clarifying questions. So most of the women in this group are doing, you know, some sort of sales, like online sales, online entrepreneurs, um, you know, sales professionals who really feel like they want to show up fully in those types of settings as well. And so I remember like, just to kind of build some context, like when you were talking about earlier, not, you know, us in the beginning of our, of our entrepreneur journey and all of that, like being very fearful. I remember being very fearful to show up on video, being very fearful to show up just at all because, oh, well, I'm not as thin as I want to be. I'm not, you know, I don't have all of like the, the Botox and the thing. Like I remember having so many like things that would come up in terms of self-confidence. And I would just love to hear your advice for those women who are feeling that way, because that really stopped me from showing up in my purpose. And when you were talking about earlier, it gives other women the permission to show up. I really feel like that's when I finally got over that, that's exactly what happened was, you know, I, I got so much feedback as to the fact that I was activating so many other people simply by showing up. So for the women who are struggling with that, want to show up online, want to, you know, build a community or, you know, they're, they're doing, they're partaking in some sort of sales conversations, um, mm -hmm. but they're afraid to do that, right? They're afraid to show up. They're afraid to be confident in those settings. Can you share maybe what you would advise them to do? Absolutely. So first of all, people by people, whether you're selling a product or a coaching service or whatever it is, people by people. So never forget that. And if you show up as your authentic self, they're going to feel that. So as Rebecca shared, like when she shifted and really just truly surrendered to who she was and showed up as the authentic version of her, people could feel that her business expanded, people gravitate towards her because the more you, this is what I had as an affirmation, and I can tell you it's the most truest affirmation I ever created for myself. The more me I am, the more money I make. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is, I mean, if you don't know me, check out my podcast, The Body Love Binge. I don't have them, them edited. So this is my choice. And I'm not saying anyone that does have it edited is like, shouldn't, like, this is the authentic version of me. I forget words. I make words up. I try and say a word and have a stutter. I do all these things that are part of who I am. And honestly, the amount of feedback I've had from strangers that say, I just love your, your authenticity. I can resonate so much when you make silly little mistakes and you just like, don't give a shit and carry on. So the things that you think people will like not like about you, interestingly enough, that's the parts that they love about you. So I started off like purposely. And I, again, I know people will have like judgments around this because you know, I do get a lot of comments like, but you're pretty and you can do this. And, you know, I received that. It doesn't mean anything to me anymore because I've gone through all the validation. I don't need that anymore. It's nice to receive a compliment when it's intended as one. But I used to show up without makeup to start with. So if I, I'm very good at facing my fear by running into the fear and doing the opposite of what the fear is telling me not to do. So if I wanted to create a reel and I had an inspiration in the moment and I was like, right, I want to create a reel to pose, but I hadn't had a shower yet. I hadn't brushed my hair. I hadn't had my makeup on. And I didn't want to do that because I wasn't quote ready. I'd be like, do you know what? Because I don't want to, I am going to do that. And I would show up authentically with no makeup on and just say what was on my heart and post it. And I don't really, I don't really care whether someone thinks I'm not quite professional or not because they're not my people. But if you prefer to be professional, whatever that means to you and have your makeup on and all of that, and that feels authentic to you, that is the authentic version of you and your people will gravitate towards that. It's if you have fear, anything that's bred from fear, do the opposite of that fear and ask yourself this question, what would love do? So if you're going to a sales call 
and you're and you know you have anxiety perhaps or you have a little bit of fear before you go into the call I used to have so much fear I'm so excited when I go into a consultation call now and again confidence it's that competence confidence loop the more sales calls you have the more comfortable you feel having those calls and the more authentic you can be and even when you're selling something, like I used to work in a bank, I think it's worth sharing this. And I was the top referrer of the whole district in the bank. I was on the banking hall. I would refer people to like financial advisors, like Rebecca like used to work. Now you have your own financial advising company. I used to refer for insurance and all of that. And I was a top referrer. Why? Number one, I believed in the product I was selling. I believed in every product the bank had to offer. That is number one. If you don't think your program or what you're selling is worth it, create something that you feel in your heart brings so much value. That's really important. Then you can authentically share. Number two, radical honesty. The countless times that a customer's come in the bank and my job was to sell them, let's say, um, a different savings account that had a shit interest and I know a competition bank down the road charges like gives more interest I would say to them probably against the bank's rules you're better off going there because you're going to get more interest and that doesn't make sales sense right but they always brought from me because they they just can see and feel my honesty and because I wanted the best for the customer they could feel that and so again, people by people and honesty and authenticity. If I have a client on a call, I mean, it's actually never happened if I'm being honest and I can't help them. I'm going to tell them that there's a difference when you show up as the authentic version of you. And the last thing I'll say about this, what's the worst that can happen? I know those of you that are in Rebecca's world will have some spiritual connection to source you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Rebecca told me this, and I love this quote. I use it all the time. You either get what you want or you get what you need. And so stop trying to micromanage yourself. Stop trying to micromanage the outcome, the potential client, the universe. Surrender, ground yourself, believe in your product and be yourself. And if someone buys, great. If someone doesn't, wish them well, send them love, ask yourself, how can you improve next time? And know that it wasn't meant to be. There's a difference when you show up in that energy and it, it does take practice. I love that. Yeah. And that was what I was going to ask was, you know, for someone who I just remember all through the years and our programming years and all of the time that we are conditioned to be certain ways kind of unraveling a lot of that? And what if someone is really struggling to even know their authentic self? Like, what would you recommend them doing to maybe come back to home? I know there's a, this is kind of like a loaded question. There's a lot of different ways that we could go there. But for someone who's like, I don't know exactly what that means, what would you have them start doing? The first question I would ask them is, who are you when you're alone? So if you have the house to yourself, or even if you can just use this in your imagination, if you was on an island somewhere completely by yourself, how would you act? I mean, talking about myself, because that's what we love to do, right? But I'm giving examples here. If I'm in the house by myself, I'll sing silly songs. I'm, I'm just, I'm very childlike. I'm not childish, I'm childlike. And so is Rebecca. Like, we all are at our core. Like, we're just five-year-olds and adult bodies. I mean, come on, let's be real. <laughs> not everyone feels that way, and that's okay. But I'm personally, I'm very childlike. And so I'm childlike in the right moments when I'm having conversations and calls like this. So if you ask, who would I be? How would I behave when if I was alone? And then you start changing your actions in company, that's when you need to take a look at, okay, is there, a, there's a difference between obviously being appropriate and being respectful, like whatever situation you're in, but you can still be the authentic version of you, whether you're sat with a multi-billionaire or a homeless person, we're all one, the billionaire's still a human, the homeless person's still a human. Why are you acting so differently, like between each one? So that's something to look at within yourself. And also the key word, feeling. When you're not being the authentic version of you, even if you don't know who that is, your soul knows who you are and you're a soul having a human experience. And so 
all you need to do is get quiet and feel, does this feel right? If you say yes to do something and your soul knows that really you don't want to do that, but your people please in, choose yourself. If you, I don't know, let's say if you've been asked to collab with someone with your business or swap podcast guesting or whatever, and you're just doing it because you don't want to say no, how does that feel? Does that feel fully aligned? If not, you get to practice sharing your authentic self and that's uncomfortable. So just coming back to how it feels and another one you can use is with any decision you have to make, ask yourself the question and then sit with your feeling. If it feels expansive, open, loving, exciting and a bit nervous, that's the right thing for you to do or that's the right thing for you to behave. If it feels contracting, like fear that doesn't that doesn't have excitement with it, if it just doesn't feel right and it feels heavy, that's not what your authentic wants to do, your authentic self wants to do. So it's about taking time to connect to that part of you that's always there, always will be there and always has been there. But we are so human, we tend to live in our head only. We can very much lose connection to that. It's, we're always connected to that part of ourselves, but we need to practice connecting to that part. And then it gets stronger and stronger. And then it, it's so easy for me now to know what's right for me because I practice saying, I will get back to you, taking a moment with myself and seeing what feels right in business, in sales, in offers. My fiance is a really successful business coach. The amount of times he's told me, no, Vic, that doesn't make business sense. No, why would you do that? And I've sat with myself and I've thought, no, that feels right for me to offer this. I don't care if it doesn't make sense. It feels so right. And then everything that I've gone with in that energy has been a massive success and I've helped so many people. So there's a, there's a, there's a difference between only being in your masculine and doing structures and, and like kind of following a plan and only being in your feminine by just kind of flowing and not really actually taking any action. It's always, always both and. Hope I know that was a long-winded answer. I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that just looking at all of the different experts and the gurus who are available, there's so many different ways that you can structure your business. There's so many different ways that you can structure things in general, but ultimately what I've come to find and what we've come to find is that, you know, doing it in your authentic way is always going to be best because if you're doing something just because someone's telling you to do it, or, you know, you're, you're taking a bunch of like for, for me, you know, in online coaching, right? Like I love working in groups. That is what lights me up. I love teaching. I love working in bigger groups. You love, and I, and I have one-on-one -on -one clients and I love that as well. I just prefer to be in these types of groups in these teaching settings. And so you are the opposite, right? Where, but if, so, if I worked with a coach who's telling me you have to do one-on-one -on -one clients, all the, like, and that's how you have to build your business, right? You can see easily how that would feel out of alignment. So it's just important to make sure that you are doing things because they light you up, not because, not just because others are telling you, you know, to do that, right? So I want to dive into um, a question around feeling seen or a being seen. So obviously, you know, in this social media age, there's this fear that I think can come up with being vulnerable, being seen online. Um, and really you had mentioned earlier, and I wrote this down because I wanted to come back to it, that self-acceptance, that if people are going to judge you, right? Like you're only going to feel, what's the word that I'm thinking for? You're only going to feel triggered if you believe it to be true about yourself, right? Amen. So I always use this example, like this silly example. If someone came up to me and said that I was an ugly, old, homeless man, I would not be <laughs> triggered by that. <laughs> it's a rude thing to say. I would be like, you're weird. Thanks. I don't, I don't know what to say to that but I would not feel triggered like, cause I know that I'm not an ugly old stupid homeless man or whatever I said. Right. Whereas if someone were to come up to me as I'm, you know, struggling or overcoming all of like the, the body image stuff. Right. I don't know. Nobody said it to me in a while, but I used to get very triggered when people would say to me, 
oh, you know, you're, you're fat or you've eaten too much or whatever the case may be. Cause I always believe that about myself. I always had believed until you and I start working together, right? All of those things about myself and had a very poor image of my body. So when we are showing up online, when it is our desire to build an online business or show up, you know, and sell our products or, you know, show up and make an impact on the world, what is the best way to kind of combat that fear of being seen? Because I think that's the number one thing people struggle with is the idea that other people are going to judge them. But when you've healed yourself in that way, you would be like the example of me saying that I'm not going to be triggered by someone saying I'm an ugly, fat, old, homeless man, because, you know, I'm not those things. And I, and I don't believe that about myself. So what are some of the ways that people can kind of work through some of that? Or how do they even recognize, I guess, again, it's a loaded question, but how would they recognize um, some of those things that need their attention to be healed so that they can feel safe in showing up? Exactly that. And you've mentioned quite a lot in your question, triggers are our teachers an opportunity to look within. And so being a business, being a coach, showing up online, it takes courage because not only are you, you know, exposing yourself to like thousands or millions of people that are hiding behind social media. It's like we was driving from Netherlands to the UK and we've been here for a couple of days. People in cars, even, that they can be quite rude when they're trying to push in and things like that. And I said to Valta, this is a judgment, but it's more of a curious question. Do you think those people would be as rude if you were in a supermarket pushing a trolley? You know, because there's no barrier between the, the human to human connection, whereas in a car, there's a barrier because you're, you're obviously in the car and it's not like immediately. eyes are on you kind of thing but if you just connect to why you're doing this why are you feeling called to show up why are you feeling called to share your message and just show up as the authentic version of you knowing it's it's about facing your fear not trying to tell yourself oh everyone will love me and no one will say something because you don't know that people might say something you don't know I've only had a few negative comments like on online since I've started my business and I just choose to ignore them and honestly I send the person love not to be patronizing but because I know from the inner work that I've done from all the body image work I've done unconditional self-love and acceptance that whoever wants to judge me that's all about how they see the world that's on them if I was to be triggered by something someone said or perhaps I did a live or did a reel and I got one like on the reel and I was triggered by that, then I'd get curious with myself and be like, that's really interesting. Why is it that I'm triggered because one person's like the reel? And so having your own business is, and I'm not a mother, so you can answer this, Rebecca. I'm sure having your own business comes second to compare to having a child in terms of it's the big, it's the best spiritual and personal development lesson you'll ever experience. Yes, I will 100% agree with that. I always say, like, I think that it that probably, it's up there, right? I always say, if you want to find out if you have baggage, unconscious baggage, if you want to find out if you have stuff going on that you need to heal, you get into a relationship, have a kid, or you start a business. Those <laughs> are the three things. I mean, because it's all going to come up, right? And that's okay. I don't know that we're fully prepared as a industry, right? Having an online business or even sales in general, you know, because you're putting yourself out there and you're being vulnerable and that's a scary thing. And I don't know that we're fully always prepared. Not everyone talks about that, right? A lot of our social media existence is this glamorization of this lifestyle. But the truth is, you know, we need to have more open and honest dialogue about the all of the other stuff that comes before that because I, I guarantee all of these people who have created success have gone through those hardships and maybe they're just not transparent and open about it which also makes us feel like we're alone when these things come up right so that's why we're doing workshops like these that's why we're having conversations like these because it is very important it's very important to know that you're not alone and when you feel those you know discouraging thoughts when you have those fears that come up 
when you have those triggers that come up, it's okay. It's all part of being human. And it's just like, are you going to keep going, right? Are you going to keep going despite those things? So the last question that I have, um, and then we can see if anyone else has any additional questions um, as we're wrapping up. I'd love to just see what, give us maybe like two to three of your biggest tips for someone who genuinely wants to start creating this. Because we've talked a lot about confidence and, you know, I know that there's going to be people who want like that tangible okay, like tell me what I should do to start building my confidence right now. What are some things that you would say are the most important for them to do that so that they can have that momentum going into the new year and start taking action towards their goals? Yes. The first thing I would say, write down everything that you want to achieve in the new year or, or now it doesn't have, you don't have to wait till the new year. And let's, let's say you've got 10 things on that list, like go live, start a podcast, reach out to podcasts to be guests, like increase my prices, whatever it is, write down, let's just say for this, this example, 10 things. And then I want you to go down each one and mark out of 10 how anxiety provoking or how much fear you have or how less confidence you have around doing the thing. So let's, with 10 being absolutely full anxiety, panic attack, no confidence, so scared of doing the thing, that being 10 and zero or one being not scared at all, which you'd already be doing it, right? So go down that list and mark out of 10. And then I want you to choose the first two that are the least amount of anxiety or fear provoking on that list. And then this comes the second point. And then that's acting as if you're confident enough already to do the thing. So let's say on your list, you chose start a podcast. Let's say you were a six out of 10, but that was one of your lowest scores with anxiety or fear with things to do. Acting as if you already are confident enough to start a podcast. There is this saying, fake it till you make it. And I like acting as if better, but honestly, fake it till you make it. The amount of times I've done that, you wouldn't believe. I used to just think I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. I'm just going to press play and talk. And then I would start to have two people listening and that was me and Rebecca then I'd like mom can you listen to my podcast that was three people and I'd show up week in week out just sharing authentically what I wanted to share five people listen ten people listen now I've got tens of thousands of downloads and it's growing and growing and growing just because I kept showing up and being me and it's so interesting that my podcast it mostly have has five stars reviews but it's either a one star I've had two people give me one star which is completely fine and that just shows I've done the inner work because that did not trigger me in the slightest I posted about it and I thought this is so cute people either love me or hate me and if you know I wanted to say this to what Rebecca asked me last time if you know and get comfortable with understanding that not everybody is going to like you, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, as we say in the UK. And that's okay because your people will gravitate towards you. And those that don't like you or don't resonate with you, that's okay. They will be gravitated towards someone else. There's a reason we're all different. There's a reason, really, there's nothing new under the sun. I've read spiritual and personal development books and they've written books from the books they've read. I just deliver it in my own Victoria way of delivering something. And someone might get it after five years of hearing the same thing said in a different way. And so number two is acting as if you're confident enough to do the thing. Number three is practice. So let's say you wanted to start a podcast when you're walking your dog, when you're working out, whatever, probably not working out. It won't really make sense with what I'm about to share. Start talking out loud and just practice talking about anything. And when you get to the stage me and Rebecca at like doing live presentations, being guests, you haven't got time in your agenda to like plan like for four hours what you're going to say because you know your craft and you can just talk on the spot. Like I had no idea what Rebecca was going to ask me. And so the more you do this type of stuff, the easier it is. So just randomly ask yourself a question when you're walking and speak out loud answering the question. So physically practicing the thing you're scared of doing in terms of body image, so I guess, guess I'll give you another one. 
this sounds so small, but I want you to try it. Hold yourself differently. So, I mean, I'm stood up right now and I did this purposely so you could see the nice Christmas trees behind me. The lighting's not great. I'm at my mum's house, not at my own house in my office. But if, and Rebecca sits up straight and I'm not saying like you have to sit up straight or walk straight, but when you walk like a queen, a queen's not kind of like, you know, am I okay? And does my dress, she's like, I'm a fucking queen. If I've got a belly, got a belly. There it is, part of who I am. If I've got cellulite, there it is. I'm not going to pretend it's not there. And just owning who she is from a place of unconditional self-love and confidence with so much love for other people. Because I used to think self-love was arrogant. And there's a reason for that conditioning. As a child, how many times have you heard, oh, she loves herself, as if it's the worst thing ever? Yes, there is a difference between arrogance and self-love, but I had a client tell me on a consultation call a few months ago, which just made my day. More than anybody can say anything about my looks, she said to me, and this just made my day, Victoria, you're just literally a ball of love and light. Can you imagine how much that meant to me compared to you're so beautiful to be, to be described as a ball of love and light so you can show up as love and light and you can set fucking boundaries for yourself because you know your energy is so goddamn sacred and people are lucky to be in your presence but from that place of love and that's the difference between loving yourself and then think thinking it's arrogant and then people pleasing there's when you love yourself you just come up with a whole different energy and you can set boundaries but you can do it all from a place of love so i just want to really hammer that home just because you love yourself and honor yourself and know your worth, it doesn't mean you have to be an arrogant bitch with it. You can say no and then send love to that person and you give them the opportunity to do the same thing for themselves. And so like step four was walk differently. When you walk down the supermarket aisle, walk like a goddamn queen would walk because you are a goddamn queen. When you're on sales calls, I mean, Rebecca had countless conversations about this. This does sound a bit arrogant, but it helps my energy. I would think you're fucking welcome. You are so welcome that I'm stood here wondering if we're going to be a match to work together because I know the value that I can bring to your life. And I guess it comes back to what I spoke about earlier with the bank thing, fully believing in your product. I believe so deeply in what I share and what how I coach and my programs the person that is in front of me considering working with me I know I can change their life really truly if they show up as much as I do their life will be transformed and so again I wasn't just like this when I started my business I had imposter syndrome I got my tongue tied I hated to talk about money I'd like end the call and like message them the price which was just ridiculous and Rebecca was like yeah we need to work <laughs> We need to work through that. And I've done the work and it was so uncomfortable and so hard. But ultimately, I believed in myself and trusted myself, trusted Rebecca before I trusted myself. That's why support's so key. And just keep going and keep showing up and keep showing up. So just to clarify, because I've gone off on a tangent here. Step one, write down a list of what you want to achieve. Zero to 10, how anxiety provoking is that? With 10 being really anxiety provoking, zero being none. Choose the top two things. Number step two, do those things acting as if you're already confident enough to do them. That does take willpower. It takes courage. But when you run into fear, the fear turns into courage. And then there's always freedom at the end of the other side of fear. Number three was, what was number three? Practice. Just practice. Yes. Practice. Thank you, Rebecca. Practice again, podcast example, practice speaking, walk up and down your living room speaking, practice in your head or out loud what you're wanting to do. And then the last step, number four, walk differently, sit differently, hold yourself differently, connect to the, the queen version of you that's already within you waiting to be released. And everything will shift in your business, in your personal life, in your sex life, everything. Amen. Mm, I love that. Ah, thank you. That was so awesome. And I want to add a couple things because I do think that it's important to note like your, so step number two is acting as if, 
you know, you're not going to be acting forever, right? It's like, eventually this is going to become part of who you are. So one of the things that I see really lacking in our space is that support to help you embody this new version of you, because embodiment truly means that it's no longer an act. This is genuinely who you are. But the thing is, it's not going to be who you are the first time you try it. Just like you're learning how to ride a bike or learning how to tie your shoe. You were not some expert NASCAR driver, right? A NASCAR driver is not an expert, you know, at the, the first time that they ever drive a car. It's not the way that it works. You become an expert through the practice, through doing the work, right? This is this is where you become an embodiment of this work. So I love that. And I really do think that it's important to note. And for those of you who are desiring, you know, consistency in this and desiring support in your process, stay tuned because we are creating some epic support systems going into the new year to help you embody more of this. So Mm -hmm. that's going to be really exciting announcements that'll be coming in the new year. But Um, The last thing I wanted to touch on was the one star and the five star on the podcast, because I do think it's really important to note, you know, I believe that if you are not getting some sort of, I don't want to call it hate because you're not focused on that. And so you're not, you're not even available for a whole lot. That's why you get like only a little bit and same here. But the thing is that recognizing we actually in our most authentic self We should be repelling people who are not meant for us because the thing is that you don't actually want to work with every single person. Like for me, I'm very selective, Victoria selective about who it is that we decide to work with because we're opening our energy to be able to work, work with that person. And that goes for, you know, any industry that you're in and any products that you're selling, nobody wants to deal with a client who's a pain in the butt. I mean, I'm sorry. I know that you know, I didn't used to have control over that when I was in the corporate world, right? I had to take a client on if they wanted to work with me. I don't have to do that anymore. And it's very freeing because if we, if we have people, it's like, if you don't stand um, for something, you'll fall for anything. It's that quote where, you know, when you're standing for something, there's going to be people who are going to stand up against you and say, I don't really like what you have to what you're, you know, what you're offering. It's like, okay, well, that's great because you're not my person anyway. So that's all right, right? Because all of these other people who are here with these five-star reviews, they, those are my people. And those are the people that I want to work with. So don't be afraid to repel people who aren't actually meant to be in your world because it's going to make your life actually a whole lot easier. I didn't know that, you know, when I first started my journey and, you know, my wealth consciousness journey, I just used to take people on because, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'll make money doing this. And maybe in the beginning of your business, you know, and you still feel like that's something that you want to do, that's okay. But you will start to see how much of a pain in the butt it becomes, right? And you'll eventually understand why all energy isn't necessarily energy that you want in your field. And so it doesn't matter if it's in the form of money or not, it's not all worth it, right? So I do think that there's a part of us standing up in our authentic self that does allow for us to repel the people who aren't meant to be there. And that's actually a good thing. It absolutely is. And if you think of, I mean, I'm just thinking of a guy called James Smith, who is a, a like a personal trainer. Is like, he's gone like viral now. He started off just the average Joe personal trainer, but because he was so controversial, because he got on a lot of people's backs if you like because he was so his own person and he stuck to that and he had so many people arguing against him that's a good thing because he's spiraled now to this like really super successful like he's got three books out now and the reason for that is because he showed up as his full authentic self he got so much backlash but then compared to the backlash, he's got twice as many people who absolutely love his authentic self. If he had tried to show up and not rattle too many people's, you know, thoughts and beliefs and tried to like not be as controversial, he would not be in the position he is in today. So you don't have to try and be him. You don't have to try and be controversial. Just be you. It's the most simplest thing you can ever do but it's the most difficult thing in this world we live in, but it's the most simplest thing you can do. Be yourself, get to know yourself, get to trust yourself 
and everything will shift. And I just want to leave you with something as you were talking. I just thought of like a, a kind of like alignment of words, freedom, courage, freedom and confidence in that order. So you feel the fear. You have to have courage to face that fear. Then comes a feeling of freedom and then comes confidence. Mm, so fear, courage, fear, freedom, confidence. Just mantra that to yourself. You're going to be scared. If you're not scared, you're not outside your comfort zone and then you're just not going to grow. <laughs> I love that. Oh, okay. So fear, courage, freedom, and confidence. It's so true. And you know, the thing is too, in the social media age, you know, no matter if a comment is what we would deem as positive or negative, it still all helps the algorithm, right? So some people are like, mm -hmm. they purposefully, because they've done the inner work, they purposely go out and they do controversial stuff because they don't care. And it just drives it, right? That's what helps make people go viral. Not that that's the goal or whatever, but make sure your nervous system is regulated enough before you start going and doing stuff like that. But once you've done the inner work and you have the confidence, that a lot of people go after that. They do that on purpose. So I love that. I love everything that you've said. Thank you so much for your time today. I know that these amazing queens and soul family are going to be so excited. And just, I know that if you take this information, guys, and you implement even just these four steps that she gave us, right? I'm going to do this after our call is over, right? Go through those and take the action. Take the action. Feel the fear anyway. It's not going to be an act forever, right? Yeah. You will end up embodying this wisdom. You will end up becoming this version of you, but it does take you to, you know, taking the first step right before the universe can respond. And so we're here for you. We're here to help you. We're here to support you. Please share with us, even if you want to just take those two things that you're going to be doing in the new year or starting right now and share with us what those are. We'd love to hear your feedback. Please let Victoria know. I'm sure she would love to hear how this work impacts you guys because that's what keeps us going, right? That's what keeps us as creators wanting to keep going is knowing that we're making a difference. So please share in the comments. Let us know that this information was helpful for you. And thank you again so much, Vic. Do you have any last or final thoughts, anything you want to share before we go? Just, I love you. That's oh, number one. I love, one. You <laughs> I love your soul family. I love my queens. I love all everybody. But I want to just say, like, adjust that crown. If you haven't got a crown, get one. You don't need to go and find one. Just metaphorically put that crown on and live from the queen version of you. And like Rebecca said, it might feel uncomfortable to start with, but you won't be acting as if forever. It becomes who you are. I'm the confident version of me now because I kept acting as if until I wasn't acting anymore. It was who I was. And so just some inspiration that, trust me, if you want to go, you can't go back because my Instagram was hacked, but if you go back to like, if you could go back to like where we started, the quality and how I talked and everything, like just show up. Yeah. Just show up and it, it will all work out. Yeah, uh, I would second that 100%. If you guys want, you can go back to some <laughs> old trainings and things. Oh, man, you know, but <laughs> man, I know that you and I are both like, and and this is, again, what we were talking about earlier in, in the session is we are grateful for that version of us who showed up, right? I mean, that might not be my best work, but your best work, like, I always, there was a quote and I don't remember who said this, but I always, I always um, reiterate this quote that there's, you know, your B minus work will still change people's lives, but you're waiting to get to A plus work. And the problem is with that, you don't get to the A plus work until you've gone through maybe, you know, D, C, B minus, B plus, A minus, and then it gets to A plus, right? But you don't ever get to that A plus work until you've gone through all the other steps and so the, the thing is that you're by you showing up and showing up with you know b minus work that's still going to change people's lives I still have people tell me how much I've changed their lives from those trainings that I literally like cringe watching right back in the day I'm like oh god I was doing that but that was life-changing for people because I was showing up and doing something that they didn't know or understand right so just show up and just you know, again, in that authenticity, you will get to the point where you feel like you have A plus work, but it doesn't happen, right, overnight, and it happens with practice, right? 
Yeah. And one thing I want to really share from what you just said, if you don't cringe at the past version of yourself, you're not growing enough. Are you even growing? Yeah. <laughs> so I, love that. I love that. Thank you so much again, Vic. Oh, I just love you okay. so much. I love being in your presence and I really appreciate you taking time to do this while you're traveling. Send Walter, send your mom, send everyone our love. And thank you so much, my dear. I will talk to you you're very welcome. soon. Okay. Love you. Love you, Rebecca. And love you all loads. Kisses. Okay. Speak soon. Bye, bye, bye. guys. Bye. bye. Hey, Soul Family, thank you so much for tuning in to the entire episode today. I know your most valuable asset is your time, and so I thank you for spending time with me each and every episode. I appreciate you, and because of that, I love to hear what resonates most with you about our conversations. So please connect with me on social media if you're not already and share your biggest takeaways. I love to hear it. It helps me to keep the good stuff coming. And it also allows for me to know that the work that I'm putting out there in the world resonates and that you are stepping one step closer to your soul-powered life as a result of our time together. So thank you again. Can't wait to see you in the next episode and we'll talk soon. Bye.